It is going to be an amazing Sunday. Man, I, I can't wait for you to see what's going to happen. I am so excited for my cast and everybody that's been working so hard. Um, and it's going to be an amazing Sunday. Uh, how many of you need favor from the king? How many of you need favor from the king? Yes, yes. And today we're going to tell a story that hopefully you will be able to see yourself in this story. Pick a, pick a character and see if they are telling your story. Super excited for you. If you would, please, some of, some of these people have never been on the stage. Some of them have been on a couple of times. Some have been on every time I do something. And either way it goes, it makes us do well when we have great expectations. And so if you would, please clap your hands for a favor from the king. Excuse me, sire, but the queen 
has denied your request, your majesty. Is everything okay? Yes, sire, everything's fine. So, what is her reasoning? Why would she deny me the pleasure of her company? Well, <laughs> she's hosting her own celebration. The queen having her own party? Queen, with all due respect, if your queen won't obey your command, then how are we to rule the rest of the provinces? Every wife will disobey their husbands. And that, I might say, would be worse than a pandemic. Ruler number 67 is correct, your majesty. And so King Ahasuerus decides to dispose of the queen and find a new one. He was determined to have a new queen since Vashti refused his request and thereby set a horrible precedent for the entire kingdom. In order to accomplish this, he hosted a royal pageant, including the most beautiful from all in his entire kingdom. All of the many young women were to be brought to the king's harem at the fortress of Susa and placed in Haggai's care. No ethnicity was excluded. They were to be young, virgins, intelligent, learned of the king's likes and dislikes. They were to be well-versed in etiquette both at the table and on the dance floor, of course. There was, however, one young woman who stood out among the rest. She was beautiful in form and in face, and she had found favor from the king. was also assigned with seven choice maids, specially chosen from the king's palace. 
she and her friends were moved into the most beautiful place in the harem. Before each woman was taken to the king's chamber, she was given the, the prescribed 12 months of beauty treatments, six months of oil and myrrh, followed by another six months with special perfumes and ointments. When it was time for her to go to the king's palace, she was given her choice of whatever clothing or jewelry she wanted to take from the wardrobe provided by the king. Now, Esther was an orphan. So Mordecai, Esther's uncle and court official, had adopted her. He was instructed her to tell no one of her nationality and family background. And every day, Mordecai would take a, a walk near the courtyard of the harem to find out about Esther and what was happening with her. And of 127 women, Esther, an orphan Jewish woman, a loyal servant of the one true God, was chosen to be queen. I need a moment with my new bride. different about you. Where do you come from? Who do you belong to? Well, now I belong to you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Do you always have the right answer for everything? The maids train me well on what pleases the king. And what exactly would please you? To serve you and your provinces as the greatest queen is my only desire. Then we're all in luck. <laughs> no, my king. It's what my people call favor. Hmm. Finally, the nation had a new queen. 
And the king was very pleased. All was well until the day Haman plots a plan of sabotage. We have to talk tonight. We can talk now. What, what's happening? We are in big trouble. And if you don't step in, what? there's going to be a disaster. Wait, slow down. T tell me what's going on. The king has signed his edict to have all of our people killed. No one is safe. What? Yes, no one is safe. Haman is evil. He's gone to the king to convince him to kill everyone who believes in God. Wait, uncle, what? Yes, yes, everyone who believes in Jehovah is in danger. Oh. The entire government is coming for us. The soldiers are coming after us and nothing can stop this. The decree has been signed and once the king signs the decree, it cannot be undone. Well, what do you want me to do? I can't just go in and see the, speak to the king, uncle. It's the law that he must suck a sin for me first. And it was your idea for me to keep my identity a secret. If the king was to know my true identity, I'm sure he would probably... Oh, my God. What's going on? I... I'm sorry, uncle. I'm just not sure what I can do. I'm just the queen. You're exactly right. God has given you this favor for a reason. If you think you're going to live in a life of luxury, in a castle, receiving your spa treatments, while your servants wait on you hand and feet, you are sadly mistaken, little girl. God has given you this favor for a reason. And right now, your people need it more than you do. Don't you realize God is giving you this favor for such a time as this? First, we need to pray. If God is for us, then Haman's plan won't work. Go and gather all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink anything for three days and three nights. My maids and I will do the same. And then, even though it is against the law, and even though it may kill me, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, then I'm dead. Is there something that you need God to divinely reverse? Have you experienced an amount of favor that's possibly made you comfortable? Now you've come to meet a new challenge that seems impossible to change on your own. Perhaps you're a new wife and you want to have a child but time has been against you. Maybe your teenager has turned their back on you and God. 
or you're in need of a, a dire need of a promotion on your job <laughs> because gas prices alone will bankrupt you. Or could it be that your marriage is in deep trouble and you can't see a way around divorce? What about those of you who aren't married at all and you've been waiting for so long? Maybe you've been defeated by your addictions time and time again. Or could it be that your car is on its last leg but your boss is requiring more of your attention. This story is about all of you, especially those who need a divine reversal. It's time to intercede. Intercession is a spiritual intervention to a natural problem. It's an interruption of Satan's plans. And although the God we serve is omnipotent, he usually chooses to work alongside us and sometimes even through us. Intercession is exactly what we should do when something horrible is on the horizon and you can't stop it. We need God to send a new decree. They worship God, but they need to be worshiping you. Evil, evil. Mordecai, what are your thoughts? Your majesty, are you sure you want to do this to have the blood of so many people on your hands? Last time I checked, he is the king. What is done is done. I will be one of the greatest, that is a vow, yeah, that is a promise. Always wanted to be famous, just being real, yeah, just being honest. My haters won't always be nameless, give them no cloud, I give them no power. Creators look different than ancient, sooner than later, I will be ours. I keep an eye out for the numbers, I stay in contact, synchronization. To infinity, even beyond it, I am a calm and no destination. A lot of things I am above, and there are a lot of things that are above me. Do not call for the people I love, cause then I get scary, then I get uglier. Ain't no problem. for her. 
Guards, how dare you call my guards on my queen? What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It is yours, even if it is half the kingdom. My king, I have risked my life to come before you, as it is custom that no one comes here unless he requests them. Something is troubling you. Tell me what is wrong, my queen. If I have found favor in your sight, and if it pleases the king, may I have my life and the life of my people. May you have your life? Who are your people? We are the ones who worship the one true God. She's a Jew! Yes, your majesty, I am a Jew. And we worship the one true God. And the decree that you have signed will completely destroy all of my people and me. Your majesty, this is preposterous. You, you, you can't reverse a decree just because this woman is manipulating your heart. Like, like the last time. I mean, what is up with you and disobedient women? Watch it. We should replace her like the last. Watch it, Haman. Or I will tear your tongue out your face, and I won't need to call the guards to get it done. Your Majesty, it was Haman who was so bent on you signing this decree. And it can't be undone. But you can write another one. He's already written off on it. <laughs> Forgive me, Your Majesty, but I thought you were the king. Then let it be done. To the beloved, faithful, and trusted people who bear the name of the living God, my people. May your faith be strengthened in the one and true God today. For he has heard our cry and given us a chance to fight. Repeat after me, we fight! May every man, woman, and child who call themselves servants of Jehovah Nisi take their place in battle to protect what is rightfully ours. We will not only defend ourselves, we will pursue and fight against every attacker. Repeat after me, we fight! We fight! Not only will we fight, we will win. When we win, we will rule over every one of our enemies, over sin with ourselves, and over those who are trying to tear down biblical principles. Nothing will be withheld from us. We are victors! We fight! We fight!
our nation will be together. Lord, we fight. We fight. We fight for the sanctity of life, especially for the lives within the womb. We fight. And we as people will not back down. We will not abdicate our position of power. We will never back down. As a kingdom agency of the ambassadors, we are the execution of the very hand of God. Will you rise up today and defend what belongs to you? Will you trust your neighbor and work together to, for the unity of our victory? Will you intercede before our God for his divine assistance? Even greater, his divine reversal. Today is the day. Today is our day. Let us cling to hope. Let us take courage. And let us fight. This was truly a divine reversal. It began with God giving favor to an orphan who belonged to a group of people who were despised, rejected, and underestimated. The king Ahasuerus made her queen, but she wasn't just made queen for her own benefit. She didn't even realize that the reason she was given this favor until her people were threatened to be destroyed. It was in this moment that Esther had to spend her favor. But favor is best spent after it has been bathed in intercession. Remember, intercession is the supernatural intervention to a natural need. But we can't just pray because faith without works is dead. It's time for those who worship the one true God to have courage to face their enemies and write a new decree. And just as King Ahasuerus, the edict that the Lord has written about sin still remains for the wages of sin is death. But Jesus came to write a new decree. And when we begin to declare the new decree, it is a formidable undeniable weapon to divinely reverse what the enemy meant for our destruction did you find yourself in the story perhaps you feel like Mordecai maybe you have your hands on people who need your guidance will you have the courage to keep them accountable for what God has called them to do will you serve them as a leader who is committed to their success will you seek God on how to disciple them while they are promoted or will you selfishly promote yourself or maybe you see yourself as Esther you never thought you were worthy to hold a position of power you thought that you would be judged by your past 
You may have even felt like a second-class citizen. But God has a plan for your life that will blow you away. He will bestow his favor upon you. But rest assured, the favor that God will give you is not just for you. If you think God will give you favor just so that you can be comfortable, you are sadly mistaken. He will call you to be brave and do something great with the favor that he has given you. You are alive for such a time as this. Or maybe you need to write some new decrees over your life. This is something powerful about, there's something powerful about decreeing and declaring. A decree is the written word of God's penned, of God penned with power, which is the fuel for our undeniable declaration. Have you had enough of how your life has been going so far? Have you felt that God's done What's done is done and that there's no changing it. We hope that today you have seen clearly that you must participate with God to tra in the transformation of you and those you love. You are now being called into a deeper relationship with the word of God. And you are now being persuaded to declare what has been decreed. Your silence must end if you want to see a new reversal. We hope you heard something that would convict you to take your rightful place. Be it an increase in your intentionality regarding the people you influence or an increase in your personal prayer life. And we all need to have a more intimate relationship with the word of God, which is full of new decrees. A divine reversal is possible. No, it's mandatory. Thank you. Wow. Come on, stand on your feet and give them one more applause. One more. Wow. That was amazing. I was kind of blown away at those dancers, to be honest with you. <laughs> this would all be in vain if you did not find yourself. This story in the Bible given to us is one to come alive for us right now in this present time in which we live. And if you haven't seen the handwriting on the wall, and if you haven't discerned the decrees that are already released against you as a believer, if you're in the marketplace, it's not kind for you to talk about your faith or who you believe in. In fact, many of us would not dare to do so because we we carry the shame of what it means to be called a believer or even worse a Christian 
Some of us are, are elated with the way God has promoted us, moved us up the scale. Some of you were promoted over other people. They were interned, but instead you were chosen. And what would be so sad is for you not to be able to discern why the favor of God would be on your life. Certainly, we know it's not just for us. And every single one of us have got a Haman in our life. Someone who's always against us. Always plotting for our demise. In fact, Haman represents the enemy of our soul. The enemy of your life. Who constantly accuses you and I before the Father. And unfortunately for many of us, it's true. The accusations are true. We displayed this today because we wanted you to have an opportunity not just to find yourself, but to know what to do next. All of us everywhere from one side of this nation to the, to the other, we're having to identify who we are in this culture. and what God is expecting of us. All of us are having to play that role of Esther. At one point, you're going to have to reveal who you are in spite of the negative things spoken, written against you. And you need courage to do so. I think everyone here realizes that we've come into this, we have, we're at a new place in time, a new place in our nation. Where if you stand for righteousness and what is good and right and true, you are being rejected. You may be subject to suffer. Some of you feel like I can't talk about who I am because if I do, if, I, if you're one of those Bible-believing conservatives, you would be ostracized. And you'd be put in the unwoke category. Many of us realize if we stand for what the Scriptures declare, what our Lord decrees, if we stood for that, we would have to admit that the pronouns were being asked to, uh, you, to address people are ludicrous. <laughs> According to Mike Tyson. We need courage. Others of us, as a spoken, you're in a position, you have influence over other people's lives. And your influence is them listening to your influence is causing them to rise. But there's a, there's a purpose in all of that. And all of us, that 
go to church, unfortunately. By the way, if I could deliver you from anything today, I would deliver you from going to church. It's one of the worst things we ever did. Because we've confused going to church with being the church. So all, if any of you are having that I don't want to go to church. That's okay. Don't ever go again. Just, just don't go. Because here, we ain't having church. We are the church. Oh, yeah. Reach over to somebody and say, God bless you, church. <laughs> In order for us to effectively be the church, I need to tell you this. You and I cannot be the church without being different. I don't mean different in that, you know, we look crazy. I don't mean different in that, you know, they can't tell the difference whether we're male or female. I don't mean that. When I mean different, I don't, I, I don't mean uh, that we're the stereotype of the Bible-believing, Bible-thumping, Scripture-quoting, condemnation, sending everybody to hell kind of person. That's not what I'm talking about. Because truth be told, the church looks like everybody else. Jesus' church, his church, like Esther, you couldn't tell the difference what she was. The king's providence was from Asia to Africa and all the colors and hues in between. They didn't know she was a Jew. She looked like everybody else. And she was beautiful. She had that thing. As far as you and I, the application, we, we look like everybody else. Oh, but when we open our mouth and when we stand for our king, the difference is clearly seen. It might be that you have had difficulty making a stand. Many of you are put, being now put in a position to make a stand. I'm not talking about in church. My God, we are the church. Everybody believe Jesus can stand up. Hey, hallelujah. Yeah, thank God. Believe in Jesus. No, that's not when it counts. When it counts is when you're in the marketplace. When it counts is when you're in the neighborhood. When it counts is when you're in the back office. When it counts is when you're in the truck. At the truck stop. At the overnight truck stop. With a late night, with the ladies of the night stay. Talk to me, saints. What counts is when you're on your night shift, on your graveyard shift. Where it counts is when you're in the transactions of your life. Then being the church and belonging to Him becomes, it matters. 
Some of us need the courage to be that. Some of us need the Lord to help us inside because we have not really represented. Many of us, we got under the pressure. We didn't, we didn't make our stand because we were too comfortable. We've been paid. And you, uh, you knew you were, you were to speak up. You knew you were to say what is right. But you kept silent because you didn't want it to touch your pocketbook. By the way, that's how, that's how most people vote. They vote their color and they vote their pocketbook. They think about keep, keep this money coming. That's, you know, I don't want to stop my money now. Y'all breathing? So instead, they think if I vote my color, it'll keep my pocketbook right. Look around you and say, that's too late. <laughs> you already can't afford glass. I asked your brother this morning. I said, how much it cost, man, to fill your truck? 150 duck bucks. I said, what? The way I'm going to do this, I'm going to ask first uh, my team to join me real quick because we're going to have a quick prayer meeting because some of the decrees that are spoken against you are really negative. And some of you need God to bring a reversal in your life. I'm talking about he needs to turn things around for real. This is a season of God's divine reversal. And when the time came, she met the challenge. She stepped up and she made the request. I like what they said in the narrative. She spent her favor. She used the favor she had to appeal for what is right and what is good. Isn't it interesting that when she did so, you don't want to miss next week because next week I'm going to show you how to write your decree that gets answered. Some of you, you don't get to turn around until you declare what God says about it. And many of you can't do that yet because you haven't repented in your heart about your contribution to your present situation. Some of you are in dire need of God to turn your situation around. And you feel powerless. I'm speaking to those of you. You feel powerless. You don't know how. Lord, I don't know how this is going to change. I see the handwriting on the wall, and I don't know how to stop this bulldozer from tearing my life up. And this thing runs from one gamut to the other in your life. It could be domestic where you're you and your husband, or your should-be husband, or your want-to-be wife. It could be between parents need a reversal with their children. And it's just, it's come to a point where you don't even hardly know who they are anymore. And when you try to direct them and talk, they don't want to, they say, tired, talk to the hand. Because I, I have to tell you, I could not do that in my house or I wouldn't have no hand. Anybody grew up in that kind of household? When you parted your lips to open your mouth to say something crazy, before you can get the word out, your lip done swole up three times the size. Because popped in your seat. That's the generation I grew up in. Today, uh, Pastor Chris, if you pop your kid like that and they see you from child protective services, they take your baby. 
Some of you having this conflict in your own house where it's crazy. You know, they used to come to you. They used to listen to you. Now they don't want to. They don't want to hear your voice. You need God to turn that thing around. Some of you have the kind of situation that needs to be reversed because if it's not reversed, it's the end of your life. Some of you are facing this situation where you, you're, you're dealing with uh, sickness. For some of you, it might be rampant in your family, like your mom, your, your cousin, your uncle, they died this way, and now it's on you, and you don't know what to do. You need God to turn that thing around. This is that season of divine reversals. In a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come into agreement with your brothers and your sisters and with the Lord for God to shift your situation. I want you to know that the Lord is wanting to do this. It's not like God doesn't want to change things. He really does. But you're going to have to ask him. And you're going to have to meet his conditions. Mordecai told Esther, said, Esther, uh, look, I know you're the queen. And uh, I know you have mad favor. I mean, you're as close to the king as anybody can ever be. But if you don't step up and tell him who you are and, and tell him about this threat, if you don't put yourself on the line, don't think... If you don't do it, don't think you're not going, don't think demise is not going to come to your house just because you're his wife. You're in a position you're in right now so that you could be a blessing for other people. He said, she, he said to her, so you know, you need to go spend that favor and go in his presence, regardless of protocol. And, and it brings to mind, as I'm telling you this, some of you are in that situation. Some of you need to break the party line. Some of you need to, to, to go through the, the, the protocol at work. Some of you need to, to, to bypass the supervisor and go to the person who can make a decision and give them the truth. Even though it might, you feel like it might not turn out good for you because it's right you need to do it. And trust God turn everything around for you. Some of you need courage. Wait, that's one of the things we're going to be praying for. There's some of the people coming to you in a moment, they just need courage. They, they need to know that they're coming here today. They're seeing what they saw. Hearing what they're hearing, God has done so for them to give them courage. So by the time the sun comes up tomorrow and they're back in that situation, they go for it. God help you. He will help you. And another thing that I'm sensing here, uh, those of you, you know, people walk in front of us, we see each other every day, you have no idea the conflict inside their life. You know, some people, if things don't change, they've already figured out how to check out for good. They contemplated. You, you, we'd be shocked how many folk contemplate sitting in, in the dark thinking about, I don't want to live this way anymore. God wants to flood you with light, his light. 
He wants to turn it around for you. Bow your heads right there where you sit. God Almighty has you here today because he wants to save your life. There's no accident you came. No, ac no accident others asked you to come. God was reaching, is reaching out to you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, you know what things must be turned and, what, and things that must be turned right now. This day, Lord, as we prayed and believed for these who are here today, thank you for giving them courage. Thank you, Father, for meeting them where they are. Thank you, Lord, for retrieving their lives. Thank you for the power to reverse it all. Lord, we will give you the glory. You will receive all of the praise. And we bless you for it in Jesus' name. The people said amen. Quickly.